Happy Thursday, everybody. This is Pastor Mike Matthews for Limping for Jesus. On today's episode, we are talking about why it is important to, to know your worth. If you checked out the page today, I wrote a devotion about this topic called How Do We Limp Well in Our Identity? So, this is a topic that is important to me because as a man with cerebral palsy, I need to remind myself that my worth is in God and not what people think about me. Because of my outward appearance of CP, strangers will often uh, judge me based on my speech, based on my walk, based on the outwardness of my disability. Uh, they don't know me from Adam. They they don't think I'm intelligent. And this is often in medical settings, okay? I was in a situation yesterday. Uh, the person, I don't know what her life was. I don't, I don't know what she was dealing with. But she triggered me in a major way. And I felt snark coming up in me because when people, when you fight your whole life to be seen as more than what your disability is, um, you, you can get a chip on your shoulder. So when she was talking down to me and treating me like I was a child, um, I, I felt the snark coming out of me. But what we are going to look at today is um, when people don't know our worth, when they don't care about who we are or, um, what our gifts and talents are, we need to settle in our heart that we know who we are in Christ. Your worth is not on, is not based on temporary abilities, gifts, talents, or even knowledge. I was like, I'm not going to carry around my uh, degree from Bible college to prove every time someone makes me feel less than. Uh, I'm not going to pop that degree open because we can't get validation from other people. We need to know and we need to have peace in our faith in God, who we are in Christ. Here's what I, part of the devotion today, here's what I said. This is how you limp well in your identity. The weary disciple that does not get the validation from others to have identity, but in Christ alone, will do amazing things because they are free to love others for God with no strings attached. When your identity is solely in the fact that you're an image bearer of God, that you are a child of God in Christ, then you you don't need uh, validation from people. You don't need someone to tell you you're worthy. 
You know you're worthy. You know you're worthy because you're a child of God. Now, you might be a child of God who might happen to be a father or a husband, a pastor, a daughter, a teacher, a nurse, whatever your vocation is. That's not your identity. Or if you're a stay-at-home parent, if you're a stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home mom, that is not your identity. Your identity is not in your political allegiance, and your identity is not in who you have sex with behind closed doors. Those are not identities. Now, people have made those identities, but they're not identities. Uh, And when you make those things identities as a person of faith, you're not going to live well for God. You're gonna, you, you're gonna, your joy in God is going to ebb and flow. Because here's the deal: as a person with a disability, living, I live my life. When people say, like, "Oh, I don't experience that type of discrimination," I had a coworker years ago. Her husband would just piss me off. Oh. That don't happen. You're you're making it up. You're lying about the way. Well, they're homebodies. They don't get out. But if you live your life as a person with a disability, I could bring on my wife right now, and she can tell you how some people treat me at restaurants. It happens. So when you get out in the world, you're going to run into people who don't know your work. And if you are counting on that waitress or that doctor or that person at the DMV to, no one, first of all, no one's happy at the DMV, even the damn people that work there. So if you are trying to get happiness and joy from people, you're going to, your happiness is going to ebb and flow. But if your joy is in your worth, and who God made you, you're going to have true peace. Many, many years ago, when I was uh, pastoring in a small town, we had a ministerium. For people who don't know uh, what a ministerium is, uh, it's when the local pastors of a town or a community get together to work on joint ministry uh opportunities. Our ministerium did a community vacation Bible school because the other four churches in town had a smaller congregation and we wanted to do something together uh, for kids in our community. So, and I helped out the first couple years and, and then we, I went into a different direction with how we wanted to do children's ministry at my church. But we got together and we we did a vacation Bible school together. Well, all the other pastors knew me up to that point for about two years. I, I loved them. They were great guys. But then we got a new pastor in town, and I didn't know he was coming to our pastoral um, breakfast. So I get there and I, I go and I get the table set up and everything. And this guy comes in and goes, Hi, I'm Pastor So and so. 
um, I'm here for the uh, pastor's breakfast. And um, the 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 hostess goes, "Oh, Pastor Mike Matthews is in the back. You can go. You can go um, back there. He'll he'll be there." He comes walking back, and I kid you not, he looks me up and down and goes, "I don't see any pastor back here. Uh, we were the only two people in the in the back room. Uh, from this point." Him and I never had a good relationship from this point on. He he took it about, he took it, it was like his personal mission to put me down at every ministry meeting we ever had. I actually got to the point where I stopped coming because I told other pastors, you know, I, I'm a comic too. I love ro- roast, I love roasting my friends. My friends roast me. I don't have a problem with that. But this man would, at least once or twice a meeting, and it was always off topic, he would roast me and just tear me down in front of other pastors. And here's the deal. I, I mentioned this before on a, on a previous podcast. I don't let pastor, other pastors know my my. Theology, theolo- theological training, my uh, Bible college. I don't, I just don't get into that right off the bat because here's what they do. First of all, I know that I wreck everyone's preconceived ideas of a, of a pastor. I, I know I do. I I don't pretend to be who I'm not in the in uh, in the pulpit. In my everyday life, I I have CP. I get it. I don't I don't know it like your common pastor. So, but I don't let them know because I I don't I don't I didn't go to Bible college. I didn't go to get trained to be a pastor uh, to to pump up my ego. I I did it because I wanted to know God better and I wanted to serve His people better as a pastor. Yes, I have a degree in leadership in ministry. I'm not going to just name drop that when pa- when pastors are trying to uh, add me up and, and see if I um, make the cut. Because here's the deal. They don't get to determine my worth. God does. God calls and equips people for ministry and for whatever he called you to do so we're going to get into today's uh i wanted to show you this uh these two verses from romans 8 15 to 16 because you and i need to know who we are when other people not only do not know who we are but they try to put us down. Years and years ago when I was a younger man, I, I went out on a first date, for example. The waitress, I my date ordered her food. I went to order my food. It was at Pia P. Chang's. And the waitress goes, hey, that's a lot of food for him. He's probably going to have to pack that up. And she looked at me and be like, 
I don't know, buddy. I don't think you can eat that. I grabbed her hand and I said, hey, I want a first date and you are killing the vibe. And that little joke I made, um, she it, 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 it snapped her back to reality. She was like, oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't, uh, like, they're surprised that I'm with it, okay? They're like, oh, no, what? I'm sorry. So, but... If we don't even say anything to somebody, there are times as an advocate I need to educate people, and I usually do it through humor, um, so they know who that I'm with it, that I'm intelligent. Like uh, I taught my son to eat in park when he was five. It was just me and him having daddy son time. I put our name in, and the hostess when they called our name. They were like, Matthew's party of two, and I come up with my son, and I'm holding his hand. And she goes, where's, where's the adult? I was like, where's the adult? I said, it's me and my son. And she looked confused. I said, don't worry, he drove. So at that point, she realized that I was his father. He looks just like me. So, so... But once I used that little joke, she understood that there was more to my outward appearance. But other than that, we don't always have to defend our existence. We know who we are. Just be who God made you to be. And if people can't see your, your value and your worth by you just being you, uh, who he made you to be, they're the ones missing out. I guarantee you there are countless churches and other religious people in, in and outside the church that miss out on a blessing from God because they judge me and wouldn't let me come speak at their church. They didn't see my value as a pastor. That is okay. That's between them and God. I don't, I don't, I don't stay, I don't stay up at night worrying about that type of stuff because I know that God has proven time and time again that I am uh, a child of God and that I am clearly called to help hurting people limp well for him. So, okay, so who are we? Verse 15 in Romans 8. And I'm using the NLT for today's episode. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now, we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. I don't know why in my ministry I often preach on the this verse. I, I think part of it is because, you know, my maternal grandparents took me in and raised me at a very young age, and I didn't have a biological father. So the idea of God chose me to be his child, that he adopted us in Christ. That means God chose us. 
me and my wife, me and my wife went to um, um, uh, look at kittens last night, and I was just joking with with her and, and the cat, saying, "Hey, they don't want to be adopted too bad." I was like, "You guys have to up the uh, cute factor. You got to sad but lovable, and you should play Sarah McLaughlin in the background." Clearly, I was joking, but. God looked at you, and he chose you before you were even born to be a child of God. That is humbling. There are times around like my own dad didn't want me. My own family didn't want, want me. And this God, this creator of the universe, says, in Christ, Michael is mine. He's mine. And as image bearers, we are hid rubbing, rub, we are hid representation on earth. We that that as his representatives, that is where we get our worth. Our it's not in our abilities and our intelligence because they come and go. One day, no matter how often I think I make the policy the sexiest of all the policies. One day I will be old and and my body will be broken down because of age. Uh, beauty, beauty fades. So ladies, if you're counting on the fact that you're a 10 now, I'm sorry, all 10 become twos at the end of their age and then they're in their life. Our, our worth is in who we are as God's children. So... So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. You don't have to be afraid of of your identity. You don't have to, well, what if people don't know who I am? What if people don't know I'm a pastor? What, what if people don't know I have this uh, internet ministry? What if people don't know I pastor a church? Homies, let me tell you, when you know that you are here for a purpose, to know God and make him known, nothing can shake you. That this is how you limp well. When when you are, are blindsided by the idea of people not seeing your worth, people who know their worth are unstoppable in this world because they don't, they're not codependent on the whims of of people. Trust me, there are people who loved me six years ago as a pastor. Who, if you ask their opinion now, they may they may have a differing opinion. What am I going to do? Am I going to stop pastoring and stop walking for Jesus because someone may may not like me? I've had pastors tell their congregations that I'll never let Mike preach here. Guess what? For every church that has never allowed me to preach, there's been countless others that saw my worth, saw my value as a Christian leader, and they use me for God's glory. I say amen. It's gonna happen to you. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have this watershed moment 
where you're going to have to realize that this passage, this truth, that God made you his child, that he adopted you, it needs to be enough for you. Because there are going to be times where people just don't know your worth. But this truth that the Holy Spirit, when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit seals you for the day of redemption. That's what the Bible calls it when Jesus comes back for us. But the Holy Spirit is your advocate. And, and he advocates by affirming to your heart that you belong to God. You're a child of God. That, that needs to be enough for you. That needs to be enough. Listen. I know that it is hard to believe in yourself when you come from a back, bad background. You may have been under the most self-righteous legalism religion as a child. You might not have no relationship with church, God, Christ, or any of this. So I want to encourage you. Press in and look to who, who God is in the Bible. Why Jesus came to save us. What happens when you do become a Christian and your identity is in him. And how it frees you up. Cerebral palsy is part of my story. It's a chapter in the book of my life. But it's not my identity. It's not who I am. Sadly, there are people who get identity and suffering. In the disability rights community, when I was younger, they made us uh, watch a movie, and, and I can't exactly know the title. And it, they made us talk about it. About uh, It pretty much talked about uh, if, if God could, if you could be healed, it, they, it was a job at God without, you know, per, per se, slamming God out in the open. But they did, there's a lot in the disability community that has misconceptions of Christianity. And I get it. Christianity, like, for the most part, does not do a good job at loving on disability issues and people with disabilities. They don't. So I get it. We got to do better. But so this movie, which was made in the 90s, and it was really bad, uh, had this idea of a pill. If you could take a pill that would cure you, would you take it? And, of course, uh, the advocates sitting in the room would talk, I want to take it. It's part of who I am. And it's my... It's who I am, and I don't want to go to a heaven where there's no wheelchairs and that. Like, it, it blows my mind. Listen, if God healed me today, or he doesn't heal me today, my identity is in him. So if I wake up tomorrow and I don't have cerebral palsy, I'm still going to do this ministry he called me to do. To help other hurting people. I often said, if God healed every person in the world with cerebral palsy, 
but me, I am still called to limp well for him. So, if your identity is in your suffering, in your sexuality, in your politics, in your denomination, in your religion, and it's not in Jesus, you are on an identity of sand that's going to let you down. But if your identity is in the image bearer, who is a child of God in Christ, you are on a solid ground, solid foundation, that no matter what people come and go in your life, you won't be shaken because you know your worth. Your worth is not in a boyfriend, it's not in a girlfriend, it's not in a wife, it's not in a husband. It's in Christ. So in closing, I hope that as we wrap up the podcast for 2022, um, I, I, want, I want it to need this episode on knowing your worth because, because going into the new year, I want you to believe that God truly loves you and that you know your worth in him. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe and like our channel. Help us to grow our reach to help other hurting people to limp well for Jesus. If you're listening on Spotify or Anchor or any of those podcast apps, please leave a review, rate us, rank us, so we can... uh, grow up there's charts in that in that category of Christianity or spirituality or however uh, the app labels the podcast help us reach more people uh, in the upcoming year um, some housekeeping uh, this will be our last uh, podcast for 2022 we're going to go on a break for Christmas holidays. And then in January, we're going to be uh, returning, and I'm going to do a series series of interviews um, of pastors about what makes a healthy church. Um, Even though we do online ministry here, we want this ministry to be a supplement to your walk in a local church. As a pastor, I believe in a local church, I know that there's a lot of crappy churches in America. And I know that we're an American podcast, so we talk about the local church in America. I know there's our, there are great churches all over the world, but we are going to highlight pastors who I know personally or have followed their ministry for a while who have healthy churches, we're going to interview several pastors in 2023 and ask them, what is a healthy church? So you know that you can find what to look for when you go searching for a church. Where I, I want people in churches. I want people in the faith community. A healthy church can look like so much. It can look like a house church. It can look like a, a multi-campus church. It can look like a, a small country church. But what goes on in those walls is what makes it a biblical and healthy church. So we are going to discuss that in 2023. 
But as I leave you for 2022, I want you to, we, I have uh, earlier this week, we did an episode about grief during the holidays. Please check that out. Share our content with your friends and family here going through hard things. And then we have today's podcast. I am excited to end on knowing your worth because it is something that I have had to learn myself that Christ needs to be enough for me as I live life for him as a pastor and a husband uh, and a daddy with CP. Um, I need my worth to not be in the validation of others. So I hope that this bless you today. And I hope that you have a great uh, Christmas season. And we'll see you again in 2023. God bless and have a great rest of your year.